Everybody. Welcome to another week of the Soccer Thread Podcast. I'm Dan Schrader. I'm in Portland, Oregon. Woof. Uh, I'm just I'm just so excited for the Super Bowl, guys. I mean, <laughs> I live for this. It's the biggest day of the year, you know? Uh, Palmer, who you got? Uh, I have a lot of wild prop bets. That's what I got. I can't wait to lose a ton of money on <laughs> the color of the Gatorade that is dumped, the length <laughs> of the national anthem. Um. Just I cannot wait. Uh, so yeah, it's a great it's a great day to lose a lot of money. Uh, Kevin's joining. Uh, I assume similar situation. Yeah, my heart says the Bengals, but my brain says the Rams. So you know, I bet the Rams, and then that means they'll probably lose. So, so it's a win win. Yeah. Uh, Mike. What bets did you place? I am I am strict. I haven't placed any bets yet. I'm strictly on here to listen to Keevan and Palmer's prop bet corner, and then I'm going to run to the nearest bookie and waste all my money. <laughs> I didn't see. Where is that? Where is the nearest bookie? I, I can't say. I cannot say. I didn't see like. Uh, there's got to be some halftime ones with Dre and Eminem, right? I guess I haven't really looked that closely. Um, I haven't even looked. I don't sure know. There's yeah. like what songs they play or, and whatnot. So that'll be, yeah, there, to, there is, dive into if, that. if they don't we'll, start we'll, with, with still Dre, I'm, I'm going to be very upset. Will Eminem, uh, sing lose yourself. I have a side bet with, uh, with somebody that, um, there will be a hologram Tupac performance at this. Oh, wait, which side of that bet did you take? Uh, there's going to be a hologram Tupac performance. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Man. I hope you got odds on that because that's not <laughs> that can't be straight up. Uh, that's so funny. That's wild. You complain about that's losing cool. all your money and then you make these wild ass hologram bets. <laughs> I lose all sympathy for you whatsoever. You just, you just need one to hit, though. That's all. That's all he needs. He just exactly. needs one to hit. <laughs> I really hope uh, somehow you made that bet last night at dinner with my sister-in-law. That would I think would be the funniest person to make that bet with. <laughs> Did not. I did not. No. I can confirm okay. I did not. Okay. Uh, we don't have Colin. Keevan's sitting in. Uh, Colin, uh, you know, he chose to ran some, run some like non-standard distance road race this morning. Four Ugh. miles? Who run? What's a four-mile race? I don't get it. Uh, so I don't he didn't say that's why he's not here, but you can only do so many things for yourself in a day. Uh, and I think he chose that, it looked like. So, you know, that's okay. It happens. We all make uh, decisions. We all make decisions. That's right. We all that, make decisions. That was a decision. Four miles. Is that like, who runs a four-mile race? I don't get it. <laughs> Not me. I'll tell you that much. No. That's right. Um, did anyone want to surprise us with a warm-up? Mike, you got something? Stadiums, geography, anything? Oof. Oof, I don't. Uh <laughs> Dis- distances of races that I will not be running. That could be a fun category. <laughs> it's One, infinite. It any number. <laughs> three, four. That, don't forget your fractions, Palmer. Don't, and, yeah. you know, you've got uh, kilometers. You've got miles. They're I would all, run all a point one mile race. I would run a tenth of a mile. Just, well, the category is not about you. Oh, 160. 
Sorry. Uh, yeah. You've got rods. You've got all sorts of lengths of measurement. Be great. And we we could go talk for an hour about all the races that Mike won't won't do. <laughs> could be good content. It'd be a really good hour. Uh, all right. Well, that, good warm up. Good warm up there. Uh, Mike, Feeling take warm. us for emails then. Feeling warm. Uh, we got we got some more emails from our favorite twins, uh, the Orasco brothers. The first one is from Raymond. Uh, he says, you know, some some nations, some countries uh, have a national stadium. He says the United States is unique because of its size. One national stadium is impossible, but having national stadiums throughout the region, I think, would be an answer. So he wants to know what iconic soccer stadiums should we make? our national stadiums where we have world cup qualifiers. I feel like Keevan, I'm I mean, going to throw this to you first. The first one that comes up, Columbus is the Del Cicero, right? Or mm-hmm. so, I mean, that's the first one that pops into my head in that there's some little bit of history to it. Um, yeah. I don't think you really can go off size strictly. Just, you know, it's not like we're going to fill up a hundred, 80 or whatever, you know, like football stadium worth, worth of uh, stands. So I think you kind of kind of have to go with the history of it. So that's the first one that pops in my mind to start off the list. At what point, though, as soccer becomes more popular, does that game just migrate over to the horseshoe and you do fill up a 120,000 person stadium? <laughs> Haven't we had this? Isn't that like a, a conversation lot. for the last like 50 years of, oh, eventually we'll... <laughs> Right, yeah. it's going to be soccer. Soccer is, soccer has finally made it in America. All right, so Columbus, Columbus, Columbus is a is an easy one. I feel like uh, Dan or Palmer, any any thoughts to that list? Uh, to to steal a phrase from my corporate life, can can we up level this for a minute? Uh, yeah, <laughs> small sorry. part of me just died inside. Can you <laughs> explain what that means? I have no idea what that means. It means like take a step back or like move away from the details i guess i don't know it means nothing is what it means it means absolutely <laughs> nothing it just means that i want to change direction with this conversation and i'm going to make it sound like Go it's on, meaningful yeah, so yeah. we'll put a pin uh, in it <laughs> there it is so uh what regions he wants regional national stadiums what regions are we talking about like is it west coast or does pacific northwest and uh california they both get one is like Midwest, does that include like the middle of the country or do we have to find something in like Colorado, Nebraska or something as well? I mean, I mean, I, I guess I'm assuming north, south, east and west mm-hmm. at a minimum. I, right. Mm-hmm. But I then feel like beyond if, that, if you have, you know, 85 regions and 85 regional national stadiums, it kind of ruins the point. Like you have to make some tough choices. <laughs> Isn't that know? what we have now? That's yeah, that's right. It. <laughs> right. That's not what Raymond wants, though. So I, 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 I say default to like NCAA March Madness regions, which I believe is East, West, Midwest, and South. But why I'm, don't we just I'm break it into the ideas. break it into the into the regions of the regional club soccer, whatever the uh, AYSO or whatever it is, right? So it's far. Ooh. You have the far west. Uh, you have the west. You have what Southwest or something like that. <laughs> Um, which I kind of picture this. I really no, just picture this. No stadiums in the East. Well, no, no, no. I, I mean, you do have, you have like region four, region, uh, region one, two, three, and four. 
right? And so region one is like the east, northeast, whatever. I don't I don't know those regions, but uh, I honestly I picture this as three major stadiums, one in the middle, one in the east, and one in the west. And I'm picturing Pasadena Rose Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Um, even though we're not gonna, it's you know whoever we play there will not be U.S. supported. So may, uh, maybe uh, Columbus, and then I don't know something on the on the East Coast. Foxborough, I don't know. You give it to New York. I think Chicago's got to be in there. Soldier Field for me, it doesn't always sell out. It's not great, but it's such a like historic, iconic field. Um, it's yeah, more obvious. Pick it might be than, moving. So, yeah. Well, what uh, what about enough. what about this wrinkle on Palmer's? What if you have three regions, but then you've got like a big boy stadium and a little baby stadium for each region? <laughs> so like the Midwest, you've got Soldier Field is your big boy stadium and Columbus is your baby stadium. The okay. West, uh, the Rose Bowl is your big boy stadium. And maybe, you know, Providence Park is your is your baby stadium. And then the East still up in the air. But I like I like this level of flexibility. Like Meadowlands. Red Bull Arena is your yeah. baby stadium, maybe. Like Meadowlands or something like that. Really, yeah. I mean, you got I think you I think keeping it in New York is a good idea. Yeah. New York area. You have, I mean, it'd be hard to make an argument to go away from New York City, right? Yeah. It's got to be that area. Yeah. Yeah. Colin was on here, Philly. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think he'd go for Boston? He wouldn't be arguing for Boston. <laughs> Colin would, I mean, would be throwing out like Harvard Stadium or some kind of wild old stadium, which I don't know. Raymond, Raymond's making a play for Miami. Do we, do we want to see a, an, in, a national stadium in Miami? We get a lot of. I don't think we get a lot of cut shots to David Beckham. I'm sure because he's in the <laughs> stadium. But if you watch a inter Miami game, you got to show him. That's. I don't. I don't trust Greg uh, to behave himself in Miami. He, he feels himself way too much to be in Miami. I think if you've got show. the Rose Bowl, you don't need Miami. You've got right, your winter, yeah. your winter spot. So you yeah. go to California for the winter games. Uh, the summer games when it's too hot there or midday, whatever, you find a different spot. Uh, I don't think you can take LA and Miami. Yeah. I just feel like we've, I can't remember us ever playing a meaningful game in Miami. It feels like a little abrupt in this ridiculous scenario that we and Raymond have just made up <laughs> that we're going to choose a city as our national stadium that we like yeah. never, never play in. No better time to pivot. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> time to level up or whatever you said, Dan. Yep. That's right. Up level, um, up level. All up right. Level. A- any other stadium talk before we before we move on? You know, I can talk stadiums all day. So, <laughs> um, all right. The the other thing Raymond asked is, uh, are you guys following along uh, Serie A this year, the Italian league, arguably the most competitive title race out of the top five uh, big European leagues? Uh, at the time of recording, Milan is in first place with fifty five points. Inter is a point back with the game in hand. Napoli is uh, two points back, uh, and Juve is kind of lurking a couple points further back still. Uh, this pod famously Syria and Italian football haters, uh, led by one man, one man only, Ryan Timothy Palmer. Palmer, <laughs> that's put his put his social security number out there too. Yeah, God damn. I, I would if I had it. Uh, <laughs> but Palmer, are you are you paying attention to Syria at all? 
I love, I, let me tell you why I love this email from Raymond. After 266 episodes of this podcast, Raymond still believes in us and still thinks he that does. we watch soccer on a <laughs> weekly basis. <laughs> and he asks these wonderful, wonderful questions about how many FA Cup games we watched and if we watch anything other than the Premier League, whereas I can barely watch a full Spurs game nowadays. So, no, I'm not following this. I, I, mean, I, threw, I threw the standings on here because I was like, I wonder how close it is. I had no idea. Uh, <laughs> you couldn't even told you who was in the title race. So um, all, I, all I care about is that Roma is in seventh place. It's great. They're the ones you hate the most? Is that right? Yeah, because Mourinho's on that. Yeah. Mourinho is uh, uh, okay. I was going to so. say, the only updates I get from Serie A is Mourinho like antics where you know he says something mm-hmm. dumb and throws Mourinho stuff, throws his team under the bus. And they're <laughs> underperforming, so you know, I guess that's par for the course. And then the other one is updates of when uh, Weston McKenney score because you know, like, yeah. follow a whole bunch of US, US stuff. So unfortunately, I fall right into that where I'm not watching too much. Uh, either and if you if you didn't read out those um those standings i wouldn't have been able to tell you even first so i'm not, I'm not <laughs> a good person to ask here yeah so no we're not really paying attention yeah uh sorry raymond but we're oh, not awesome. really Slotan. paying attention slotan's got eight soccer. goals ac milan eight goals uh, top of the league, Zlatan Ibrahimovic. What a retirement league mls Safari. yeah it's a farmers league he goes farmers league after mls unbelievable Love it. Uh, all right, moving on to to the flip side of the coin. Uh, this is the Vincent section. Uh, he, <laughs> this is just a quick aside he makes in the beginning of his email. He says, the only interaction I have with my twin brother about emails uh, is, did you listen to the show and did you understand the point I was trying to make? <laughs> which, which I like. <laughs> I, I initially read that thinking that was the only interaction they had, period. And I'm glad that's not the case. I'm glad that they talk about other things beyond our podcast. Um, oh, God. So, That'd be a terrible, terrible relationship if this is all they had. Yep, yep. <clears throat> he um, he he tells a little story about going to the old Brewers Stadium when there was no uh, luxury boxes and sitting near George Steinbrenner, the former owner, current owner of the Yankees. Uh, definitely no, was the not, former owner. Yes, yeah. If not the current owner, also. No, because uh, he's dead. He's dead. All right, R.I.P. Um, <laughs> and anyway, he got he got George Steinbrenner's uh autograph and he says question for you guys when you were a kid what was your most memorable signing uh keevan there's no way i'm not throwing this to you first i feel like you got a lot of signings a lot of autographs as a kid just a throwaway so, r.i.p <laughs> just like <laughs> i mean i really sorry i, I take it back ne- never has anyone cared less about someone resting in peace <laughs> i really don't care about george steinbrenner honestly all right so uh i I feel like colin has told this story um where this was a this was when i was growing up the bucks were just terrible and they would have a team like practice that anyone could go to like a preseason you know if you just show up and Mm -hmm. there's no there's no tickets so like if you get there early you can sit courtside and all that stuff and then um Again, the Bucks were so bad that it was hard to get people to come to this. So what they did is they had players, like when you'd go through the gates like to get into the arena, 
they had players at each one, like Milwaukee Bucks players. They're like welcoming you into the arena. So like, <laughs> like it's like crazy now. Yeah, like a greeter. Yeah, so yeah. Just, yeah. It reminds me like you're going into like a grocery store or Walmart or something. Yeah, yeah they like this is like some Flint Tropics level yeah. of terrible. This that's is how, bad. That's <laughs> how awful the Bucks were. Uh, and now that'd just be like preposterous if like Giannis was at an entrance of an arena saying hello to all the fans walking in. But yeah, hello, well, thanks for coming. Yeah, yeah so uh, Rafer Alston was the guy at our like gate. Skip. Yeah. Skipped my Lou. And you know he was saying hi, and I think I. Like went over to like Collins behind me or Collins behind me. Like I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna shake his hand. So like went up and I shook his hand. And I like you know tried to get like a good grip in there, and so I did it. And then Collins was after me, and Collins overheard Rafer like turn to a t- teammate <laughs> and said, "Dude, try to squeeze my hand." Well, like, I, <laughs> like, I apparently squeezed Rafer Olsen's hand too tight. Uh, so that's like my I mean I didn't get an autograph, but that was uh, one of my favorite interactions that I've had. And I know Colin like. Loves that story too because I didn't hear it, and he's like, "I apparently squeezed Rafer Austin's hand too tight before his before his uh, <laughs> his practice." He wasn't ready for it. I love it. I yeah. love it. What a what a power move by like a twelve year old kid. <laughs> exactly. Like I, I in my head, I'm like, I don't want to be a wimp. Like you know, I want to give this guy like a good hearty handshake. The the pro. Something he'll remember. You no, know, Rafer Austin of and one fame, not necessarily right. NBA fame. Yeah, the skips, skips my loop. Yeah. He had a long NBA career, though. Yeah. Just a long career in general. Big tail. Um, Dan, Palmer, any any notable autographs for you guys? I I mean, Dan Dan played soccer with uh, Landon Donovan, so I feel like that's pretty notable. I have I told you guys about that? Should I tell that story? <laughs> I. Uh, I caught a foul ball once at a uh, Pittsburgh Pirates game, and there was a. Apparently, I did. I have no idea who this guy was. Uh, he played for like the Pirates in the seventies. He was attending the game, and my dad told me to go have him sign the ball that I caught. That was about it. I don't couldn't tell you what the guy's name is, but nice. I think that's that. That might be the best signing. Yeah, I don't think I have any autographs really. I've like, yeah, playing with Landon. Uh, that's about it. I don't know. Yeah, nothing I, good. I, I, autographs. Yeah, I don't know. Just don't have autographs. I, Dan, I I want you to say what you're gonna say. I want you to slander autographs just, the way I slandered George Steinbrenner. <laughs> R.I.P. Autographs. I think they're from a different time. You know, are we still collecting autographs no, out there? We're collecting non fungible tokens now. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> exactly. I'm exactly. I'm not going to stand in line to go to a bar to have a beer. So if you think I'm standing in line to get an autograph <laughs> and pay a thousand dollars, that ain't happening. Yeah, I I remember I got um like right when when DC United was starting, uh, I remember going to some event at the DC Convention Center, uh, and one of their players was there, Clint Pa, and I remember at the time thinking this was a big deal and he was really good. Uh, and I have no idea where that autograph is. And then like, I don't know, maybe five years ago, just this memory came up and looking back at him and he was like a very average player, <laughs> like a four year MLS career. I thought he was a national team player. He was not, uh, he was just the journeyman dude who happened to be <laughs> in his prime when MLS started. I think I did have a university of Wisconsin running back autograph 
like maybe the guy that played behind Ron Dane, but it wasn't Ron Dane. And the guy I think went and played in the NFL for a few years. Like, I can't remember like his name now. Anthony Davis or like Brian Calhoun or something like that. Sure. Something. Yeah. Just that's the only autograph I can even remember getting and like thinking was cool when I was a kid. Autographs, not not for this crowd. No. <laughs> um, Vincent also he just has some some predictions which I like. Uh, he's got some bold predictions. The first is he says I believe strongly that the U.S. will end its not qualifying streak. I like how it's a not qualifying streak of <laughs> streak one. one of one, but it is a, it is a streak. And he Listen, says Mike, it will... Mike, Mike, all oh. journeys of a thousand miles <laughs> begin with one step. So so true. Come on, so true. Uh, he also says that the uh, the U.S. will end its losing streaks in Mexico and Costa Rica. I don't think we have a losing streak in Mexico right now. I think we have a draw streak. Uh, but he says we will – it sounds like he's saying we will beat Mexico uh, mm-hmm. with a winning goal from Ricardo Pepe, which is a lovely little prediction. And he says we will also beat Costa Rica. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I love these optimistic predictions. Dan looks like he just smelled a – fart or something in the face he's making <laughs> vincent is effectively predicting a nine point window i hope because if we lose at home to panama that, that's big trouble uh although if we get the other six points we might be okay still point is there's no way we win both of those games i would love one of them no way we take both of them no way yeah this, this is this prediction is is bonkers and I love but it. But I love it. Come I, with the hot takes. Yeah. We don't have Colin here, so somebody's got to bring hot takes. This, like this prediction is Tupac hologram level. Uh, <laughs> I like how he kind of like dipped his toes in, like, yeah, I think the US is going to qualify. Like, not too hot of a take. And then just completely dives in with uh, getting nine points from the window. I love it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's like somebody who like gets a tiny little tattoo and then is like, oh, that wasn't so bad. And then just comes back the next day covered in like sleeves. <laughs> full back piece yep yep um that is the email section soccerthread at gmail.com is where you can send us your hot takes um tell us i'd actually love to know if people have good signing stories soccer or, or not i yeah. feel like yeah some of our our three listeners one of the three must have a good signing story so send them in i have a question uh, that i guess i was gonna email um and it comes from the ridiculousness of Twitter, where obviously it's a lot of hate comes from Twitter. And it was a tweet along the lines of, like, why is Chelsea celebrating like they won the World Cup when their main competitors are <laughs> just won a game to go 12 points clear of a obviously like more prestigious round? So I guess my... I mean, they did win a World Cup, didn't yeah. they? Club World Cup. He the tweet was like world, you know, they're marching around like the proper. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, So I guess my question is like, is the Club World Cup like all that prestigious to you guys? Do you think like a Premier League title is worth more? Which this this guy is saying, like, I just throwing that out there. Funny that you should ask this, Keith, because this is the next thing on the run order. So. I mean, oh, I call the Premier League wow. just the pre-qualification really? tournament, the English have... qualification tournament to the European qualification of the FIFA Club World Cup. So <laughs> That's right. It's a third tier. Okay, I just want to put that out. I don't have access to the uh, the run order, so wow, what a great transition. I'm giving myself a pat on, <laughs> I mean, on the back there. 
Yeah, the next line is literally Chelsea win Club World Cup dot 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 does anyone care? Question mark. <laughs> Nailed it, Keevan. Natural. He's a natural. Uh Palmer, do you care? I mean, I don't know if I necessarily care. Um, because I couldn't figure out where this game was on television. Ian, oh. maybe? Uh, probably it was in it was, Abu Dhabi. It was supposed to be on Fox, but then when I tried to watch it. Uh, the Fox website was not working, so maybe may have been nowhere. I, who knows? But I feel like this take is is a bad take um, because Chelsea won the Champions League to qualify for this tournament. They played a pretty strong starting eleven. Uh, Lukaku scored. Um, I'm going to mispronounce the Brazilian team Palm- Palmeiras. Um, more nasal. You got to go more nasal, <laughs> right? Colin's not here for the pronunciation. Um, <laughs> you know they. Uh, it was a tight game. It went to extra time. Like this was another competitive game. Um, to say that this competition is like a plastic cup is just like bordering on nationalist bullshit. Um, and I don't really wow. like. I don't like this take. I don't. I really don't like the take. The, the key is is that 16 of the 20 um, past champions have, have come from Europe, right? So European club competitions might be stronger. But to say that this is a bullshit trophy, it you know if a, that Brazilian team would have won, it would have meant something to them and it would have been a big thing. And then they would have been, the flip side of the argument would have been Chelsea really suck. Chelsea loses to this team. So like this is a shitty take. Uh, it's a trophy. I just, I don't, it's, it's really, I, this is, it's, it's just kind of gross to me um, because of the, you know, this, the English competition is better. Um, it's just, I, I don't like it. So, yeah. I mean, so uh, just a, a little history lesson here. So the FIFA world cup, world club cup grew out of the, some other competition that was just the winners of the uh, whatever the, the Europe European League uh, European Cup played the Copa Libertadores and it was just Europe versus South America for like 40 years and that goes back to like the 60s mm-hmm. um, and I feel like that is you know there's a there's a long history here and then you know about 20 years ago someone realized oh we can make more money including teams from other countries but like this isn't just you know some fly by night thing that you know just started a few years ago and i feel like how often do you get to see teams from different continents playing each other in meaningful games and games are meaningful if we decide they're meaningful right right and yeah like you said palmer there's there's no reason to say like oh this doesn't matter uh you know you have to earn your way in through like competitions that everyone else thinks are meaningful so yeah, I think it's cool. There's also always the lingering possibility that the tides change, right? European soccer right now is obviously the best place to be playing soccer. It's the highest quality. But that doesn't have to be true in 20 years. Mm-hmm. Like, Eventually, we all know the MLS is going to be the best league in the world and we'll start winning this. Teams from the MLS will. So, uh, we'll start you know, f- selling out the... The, the horseshoe in Columbus and you know, soccer will <laughs> finally it'll, made it in America. It'll make it. It'll make it. 
So, you know, just because it seems kind of boring right now, or like the European champion will be the World Cup champion, that seems foregone. It doesn't mean it's always going to be that way. And I don't think that's a reason to quit on the competition because, you know, it'll be someday, maybe a, a way to be able to show the, the kind of turning of the tide. So I think it's a great competition and they should celebrate. And hardware is hardware. People celebrate the dumbest, dumbest things. No, no one this isn't this isn't that dumb. No one would ever say like, oh, Chelsea, you won the FA Cup. Why are you celebrating? You didn't win the Premier League, you idiots. Right. Right. Like, no, those things are different. And <laughs> just because you're doing yeah. bad at one doesn't mean you can't celebrate doing well in the other. Those players all got bonuses. They're celebrating. What's well, like, <laughs> come on. Great question. Uh, oh, sorry. I forgot that we were out of the email section. I was waiting Wait, for Mike to does, jump in. Does Keeve want to just guess what's coming up next on the run order? <laughs> <laughs> Keeve, do you care? I feel like you were very, very quiet. No, I mean, I mean, I think you. I agree with all you guys, right? It's, it's, it's the road to get there. It's not like, oh, let's just throw a bunch of teams together and oh, they're from different continents, so it'll be a fun tournament. No, like these are the, the best teams. Uh, these are the, supposedly the best players from each continent playing against one another. So yeah, I think it's, it's respectable, you know. And I think, granted, I didn't get to watch it, but it also for not necessarily the, the players of Chelsea, but. Um, I'm sure there's some young players coming out of Brazil trying to make a name for themselves and to, to be on this type of platform. Like, they're gonna want to go out and play well and and uh, and shine. So that's uh, a great point. So I think that it it also it's beyond just Chelsea and that these teams are proud to be there. They they won their respective tournaments in their in their region. Uh, so they're gonna want out and come out and get hardware. Hardware is hardware, yeah. So I I, I completely agree with all all of that. Also, should should Chelsea have been like, no, we're not going to compete in this championship because Man City is 20 points ahead of us and we really need to stay home and, <laughs> and train for the last, you know, third of the season because we might be able to catch uh, Man City. Like, what? I don't understand this. Fuck this guy. Well, and the owners won't allow that because now Chelsea can put a patch on their... Uh on their jersey and they can sell a mm. bunch of new jerseys for the rest of the season too. So there, you that's there you go. There you go. There you go. A lot of uh a lot of Pulisic won the first of his two World Cups of 2022 jokes going around Twitter also which uh <laughs> was was clever for the first yeah. person who thought it and then just got much less clever. Yeah, this but. this <laughs> this tweet that like uh started this whole question was a a response to like a picture of uh Pulisic walking around with the medal. So you know, it's just—I guess it was just more hate towards U.S. players. And then we get to talk about it. Hate, 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 hate. The hate uh, is because the anus. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, what should we talk about next? Uh, well, let's see here. I can't. No, I'm going to end at one for one. <laughs> Smart, <laughs> like any good gambler. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, uh, let's talk about the bottom of the table in the Premier League, Kevin. Oh, that's Leeds like, United. The hey. Colin Darby. If you can't, yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was Everton just just rolls over Leeds yeah. uh, in a a relegation threatened six pointer. Uh, those teams are fifteenth and sixteenth right now, uh, five points out of the relegation zone. Would have been nice, Kevin. Would have been nice. Well, let me tell you, like, you know, I I will, of I haven't watched a lot of soccer recently. 
And so this, like, getting pumped up to watch Leeds games, because that's usually the only ones I can set aside to watch, and having stuff like that happen is uh, very sad. Um, my only positive that I can, I'll try to spin, I guess a positive spin, is that Leeds does have a lot of, uh, a lot of injuries, and they're starting to, to come back. Um, but, yeah, I, losing to Frank Lampard is never a good thing. So uh, that, was, <laughs> that was made for a sad Saturday. It's not great. Uh, how do you feel about the chances to stay up this season? I'm going to stay positive. I'm not hitting the panic panic button yet. Uh, it is a little nerve-wracking to see Newcastle rattling off some wins. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So it seems like um, Howe's kind of right that right of that ship a little bit. Um, but again, I'm, I'm going to get back on, on injuries coming, players coming back, and uh, if there's one manager I want at the helm who's gonna oh like really you know buckle down and run his players into the ground, figure yeah, burn out this team out, <laughs> figure out. Well, he's gonna burn the team down, but then he's got health you know in, injured players coming back that shouldn't be who who you oh, so be should well, be fresh. Well rested. Yeah, oh, so that's smart. Um, it's gonna work in his favor, and I, I just I just think Leeds ultimately I I just think they're too too talented too right. I mean Rafinha is one of the top players in, in the Premier League. Um, I, I guess I should mention that Bielsa benched him for the second half. But, you know, in Bielsa we trust, so I'm never going to question that man. Uh, but um, Calvin Phillips, is, who's coming back in a, should be coming back in March. Again, he's one of the top players in the league, too. Uh, so I just think there's Leeds, and even Everton, who are, I mean, Leeds is still one point above Everton. Uh, mm-hmm. To speak for Colin, I, I don't know if I want to, but... Um, <laughs> I think that both those team clubs are just too talented to go down. Um, they have, and the, I guess I'm not going to give Frank Lampard credit, but Bielsa is a smart, smart manager, and I think he'll he'll figure it out. And um, they aren't in the hole yet, and to stay out of rele- relegation, you don't have to win every game. Just got to get a couple runs here every now and then, and I think they're both capable of doing that. Race to forty points. Yeah, although Leeds plays. They have, I think it's like Liverpool, no, Man United, Liverpool, and then Spurs. And then Tottenham, Leicester. Leicester, That's three yeah. points. So that's a tough little run there, but um, I got But fans. then they're okay. into Norwich, Wolves, Southampton, Watford. So it comes good again. Yeah. And so, yeah, it'll, be, it'll look streaky. It'll be scary. Yeah. Eternal it's guaranteed three points against Spurs, so you'll be fine. <laughs> Um, moving up to the top of the league, we still have Manchester City uh, sitting pretty pretty, pretty pretty. Uh, Liverpool in second, nine points ahead of that. Chelsea uh, down 20 points, not 20 points, not quite, but as we said, well off. And then it's the race for fourth that seems like it's actually shaping up to be the most interesting outside of relegation stuff. Uh, West Ham on 41 points, United on 40 points, Arsenal on 39 uh, Wolves, Tottenham, 37-36. So all within four, five points is fourth through eighth right now. Um, Mike, are you? I mean, I think you've kind of famously uh, were not that interested in kind of the run-in last year. Do you think this is shaping up to be something that'll keep you interested? Uh, it won't make me less interested than I am now. I'll just say that. <laughs> uh, 
uh i did text one of my friends who's a united fan uh yesterday i just texted yeah. him it's starting to look like ole wasn't the problem um and yet united still uh still just the point off champions league with the game in hand but i don't know it does kind of feel like um and i hate to say this because this is a club i don't have a lot of uh strong positive feelings for but it feels like arsenal is gonna squeak in there wow Arsenal also with multiple games in hand, as do yeah. all, all these teams actually over West Ham. Spurs, yeah. This is like this schedule or this grouping of of teams feels like an MLS kind of grouping right now because there are so many teams that have games in hand and like you don't actually know where they're at point wise because I mean three games. Uh, you know, Arsenal has has played twenty two games. Spurs have played twenty two. Wolves on 23. West Ham is on 25 games. Um, that's, you know, six, nine points. That's six points that could put, you know, uh, Wolves over West yeah. Ham. Yeah. You know, it's just like you, it's just the, the grouping of the games is, is uh, interesting, but it's all COVID related. So you think Wolves can keep it up? I that's kind I of mean, the main surprise of these, of this group, right? Is that if you, if you, yeah. I'm going to say no because they're not – I mean, they scored two goals in 18 minutes today, but they don't score a ton. Um, they don't give up a lot of goals, but the that kind of means more draws than than wins, and they need to get wins. They need to get three points to be able to climb the, climb the ladder here a little bit. Um, so I think that they'll kind of fall back and, and kind of – or at least stay middle of the table. Um, Arsenal feels like maybe the best bet. Um, Spurs are uh, just a fucking yo-yo. Um, so it's like they're we're good, we're bad, we're good, we're bad, we're we're bad, we're bad, we're bad, we're good. Uh, <laughs> and that's that's what it's like. Even like in the middle of the game too, it's just, uh, just terrible. So I do think Arsenal is probably probably the best bet, which pains me to say. I like this though, and I like that. Uh, you've got West Ham and Wolves in there who are both not um, typical top four. So even from a like underdog or neutral perspective, there's something in this. It's not just like United, Arsenal, and Tottenham. They're kind of these big, historically quite good clubs that, uh, you know, there's something a little more interesting mixing it up. Uh, so I really like Historically this. for Tottenham. <laughs> uh, well, there you go. Uh, so it's... Yeah, Wolves is what I mean. Wolves were in the same position as Everton and Leeds last year. Like at this point, they were like they were relegation threatened, and the fact that one year, and they're in a completely different like flip the end of the table, is pretty cool. So if I had to pick one team to root for, I mean that that would, it has to be them. Yeah, uh, Leeds to win the league next year. There you go. See, anyway. first <laughs> and Everton in second. Beautiful. <laughs> Um, United does seem like an interesting case. Mike, you mentioned, you know, maybe Ole isn't the problem. I don't have anything more interesting to say about that, I don't think. But if any of you do, I would like to hear it. Ted Lasso? Ed, you, guys, <laughs> you guys heard about that, right? Yes. What? Oh, yeah. yeah. Go, Keith. Yeah, so uh, I guess apparently players are calling it Armis Ted Lasso because they oh. really don't respect him as a coach. As a coach, <laughs> don't have any faith in the coaching staff. 
which Yikes. makes me feel like they haven't seen the show Ted Lasso because he's a genius. <laughs> <laughs> Although he did get his club relegated. Spoiler alert. Yeah, but they love him. That's his true. players love him. Uh, yeah, Intr- I, that's very funny though. That must Armus must hate that. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, can you imagine? Oh god, that's terrible. Um, I think we should skip Kurt Zuma. Uh, yes, please. Terrible stuff, and uh, you know, we stand with cats. Basically, <laughs> we do not stand with Kurt Zuma. He's or sociopaths. It's terrible stuff. Or any sociopathic. Yeah, that's right. Um, MLS starts in a few weeks. Heyo. Heyo. Starting <laughs> starts early this year. R.I.P. Uh, <laughs> uh, the the World Cup, I think, pushes the schedule back here. They're trying to wrap everything up before um, anyone takes off for Qatar. So um, starting early this year. I don't see any problem. Weather notoriously good in February in Minnesota, so shouldn't be a problem. Uh, but again, I don't actually have much to say about MLS except for like the continual crumble of uh, the Portland Timbers front office, uh, which I'd be happy to talk about. But we could start with soccer if anyone has I mean, something I, to say. I feel like next week we should just do an all MLS episode. Yeah. Uh, send Wait, in, just hold it. Listeners, send in your, three minutes left. your MLS questions or thoughts. And we'll we'll th- we'll think about things before the podcast potentially, and really get into MLS. Careful, uh, does potentially right. potentially is a key word here. Does Shakiri change your uh, your allegiance back to the fire? He's, he's Palmer? back, Palmer. He's back to Chicago. One fire fan. Palmer Let's just did go. the huh? <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. He'll he'll definitely sell out uh, Soldier Field. Uh, I love that he. He's just gonna be fun. I don't know I how really much he'll like, get to play. He'll yeah, be I really but, like that. Like, he seems really like, a, like a great a great signing. Honestly, it's like a guy who can you can just kind of pass the ball to, and he'll make stuff happen, and he'll probably be better than a lot of people. Seems like a good signing. Yeah, and he'll he'll, he'll the world and he'll the also world. have. Yeah, exactly. He'll have, uh, he'll have some wild goals for sure. Definitely, that man can strike a football. He's he's only thirty and he's repping the the square body males out there, so I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we'll save the MLS stuff then. Uh, Portland Timbers stuff is terrible. Go read about it if you uh, want to hate on the Portland Timbers. They're fully deserving. Uh, the, the question on the run order is, can you still root for a team but hate the front office and everything that they stand for? Actually, I'd love some input on that, too. We should save it. We, we'll ca- talk about it next week. Yeah. Um, but listeners, uh, can you still root for a team even if you hate the uh, the administration? Please let us know. Yeah. I need I need help figuring this out, frankly. Can't wait to talk about this. Yeah, yeah. Um. All right. Any last... Uh, Last tidbits then, guys. Thank you for having That's me. All I that got. was fun. I, yeah, that was excellent. Did not get you. any gambling tips from this whole podcast. I got it. Uh, Up the hologram. Up hey, the holograms. When, I, when I'm on a cold streak, I don't like to share my bets. I want the listeners to be happy. I don't want them to be sad. <laughs> <laughs> you went for some terrible, like, green Gatorade. It's not. It's There's no way it's green. It's no way. 
And put your uh, house on holograms. Always bet the over on the national anthem. Always. Oh. You want it to go long. Wow. Really? Have no. I ever bet the life's, under, Palmer? Life's too short to bet the <laughs> under. We know that. <laughs> so good. All right, guys. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Uh, we'll right. talk next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Cliff. Thanks, Cliff. Make sure you tell me you love me.